Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. So happy you're here today. I am Sandy Weiner, and I am the Chief Love Officer of Last First Date. I am the dating and love coach for women over 40 who want to attract and sustain a lasting, loving, healthy relationship. We have a fabulous show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with Annie Gleason about how to understand men and revolutionize your love life. It's one of my favorite topics, so I'm very excited to talk to Annie because it's so important to understand men and learn to to talk to them in the way that they can be, that they can hear you. Um, and I'm actually working on a little mini course on understanding men and communicating with them because we make so many mistakes, um, as us women, and there's probably some men listening too, but I know that we both think that the opposite sex thinks and talks just like us or understands things just the way we do. And you know, there's a reason that John Gray's book, Women Are from Venus, Men Are from Mars, or however it goes, um, was so popular because it helped people to understand that we are not exactly the same and that the more we know, the more we will have a chance at having healthier, better relationships. And um, I noticed that women and men both make many mistakes unknowingly in dating. And so what I've done is I have taken the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and I have outlined what they are and how you can turn them around so you can find true love. And I would like to give you a copy of that free guide. It's yours free. It's my gift to you. And if you want a copy, all you have to do is go to lastfirstdate.com and sign up on my homepage because I want you to go on your last first date. Today's show is sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you like. You'll get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. That's audibletrial.com forward slash last first date. Audible is a fantastic company and I hope you take advantage of this great offer. So let's talk about how to understand men and how to revolutionize your love life and your romantic success by understanding how men's minds work. Our guest today is dating coach and expert Annie Gleason. She coaches single men and women as they gain confidence, dating skills, and an understanding of the opposite sex as they move from dating unhappiness into a long-term happy, loving relationship. She's a certified relationship coach with an extensive background in motivational and mating psychology. She's an expert at handling dating dilemmas that face midlife singles. I'm very excited to have you here today, Annie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. So let's talk about men. And um, well, first, let's start with midlife dating because you and I both coach people in midlife. Um, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see in dating at midlife? Well, I think probably one of them is that 
people expect dating to be efficient. You know, they think that they're going to go out, find somebody right away without any frustration, and that attraction equals relationship potential, that they think, Mm -hmm. oh, good, we're attracted, therefore we're going to be in a great relationship. And they don't take the time, because we all feel like we're short on time, to get to know people before they commit to being in a relationship. I think that's probably one of the number one things that I see that's difficult for people Mm. in their lives. Efficient is its a good word. I think that um, people get very impatient. I agree that um, they think it's going to just happen. Um, and that chemistry thing um, is, is a huge issue for people that, that like, oh, my God, we're soulmates. You know, we're attracted to each other. So what happens when the attraction's really like at a 10? Um, how does that mess with people's heads? <laughs> well, I think it's almost... I mean, it's chemical. Actually, chemistry is chemicals. And so what happens when your attraction is at a 10 is that you've got peak levels of dopamine, which makes it so it's impossible to see the person for who they really are. And a lot of times what happens is that these chemicals get fueled by your fantasies. And so you think, wow, I'm really attracted. Therefore, all of the attributes that my ideal man or ideal woman in man's case, my have are on this person because I feel so great about them, they have to be perfect. Plus, it stops us from being our authentic self. And because when we're authentic, we actually really attract people more, we aren't our best selves. We aren't our most authentic selves. And huge chemistry is often just the peak of a roller coaster, which drops down pretty quickly. Mm. That is true, and people are often blindsided by that chemistry. Mm-hmm. So many many dating coaches say if the chemistry is really high, run away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I think chemistry is super important, but you know you can have great chemistry that builds and hatch into a fantastic sex life if your initial chemistry is you know a five or a six even. Because Mm -hmm. especially for women, when we first meet a guy, his physical attractiveness is not that high. Even if he's a fairly decent-looking guy, we often will think, oh, geez, he's not that good-looking. But as we get to know him, he becomes more attractive. As he pursues us, as we find that we like him, he becomes more attractive. And then mm-hmm. you can build on that initial chemistry so that when you're together and you're intimate, it can be a 10. But an initial chemistry of, of 10 it has no meaning at all. It doesn't translate into a good relationship. It means we allow men to mistreat us. One of the things that men do so well, and, and I just love this about guys, is they, if they're really interested in you for a relationship, which you have to be able to figure out, what they'll do is they'll kind of test you out and, and say, okay, you know, does she have the potential to be a good partner as well before they get so romantically involved with us? You know, if a, an, a midlife guy, let's, let's put this, let me just say that younger guys often, the chemistry overwhelms them as well. But for a midlife guy, a lot of times he's looking for that practical side to see um, 
whether or not she's going to be a good partner. They'll date us for a while and watch for deal breakers by seeing how we deal with the different situations that come up. And for them, mutual support in life, purpose, and whatever their purpose is in life, is as significant as romance is for them. Whereas we can get mm-hmm. blindsided by romance. Yeah, I, boy, guilty as charged. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I spent so much of my younger years completely losing myself. And in fact, to the point where my last relationship before I met my husband was one of those relationships where I was so attracted, I I had totally lost myself, and I was so hurt that I ended up marrying safe without the important elements, but knowing that somebody absolutely was crazy about me, that my needs weren't as important. I didn't even know what they were at the time. And um, I felt it was safer to be with somebody where the attraction was low, and um, unfortunately, the other elements really weren't there either. Some of them were, obviously. I wouldn't have married somebody without anything, um, without any compatibility. But um, but the important elements were missing. And um, so the, the attraction has to be there on, t- you know, to some degree. Um, but you definitely can build on a low, um, a lower level of attraction if the, the basic elements of a relationship are there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that that problems with attraction is a lot of times women will sleep with a guy, you know, if you're super attracted to him, it's almost impossible not to, before we find out that it's clear that he's on the same path as we are. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to commit a long-term relationship and you sleep with somebody and he's seeing you here and there and you think, oh, geez, I'm scaring him away, Guess what? If he really mm-hmm. cares for you, you can't scare him. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, but women don't wait until he says, "I want to be exclusive and I'm, I want to have a long-term relationship with you." And this is how we're moving forward. And it's been a couple of months. That's a good time to sleep with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't have a time frame for. I don't tell my clients, oh, geez, you should sleep with them on X date or after X amount mm-hmm. of time. I I say look back on your previous relationships and figure out when you fell for somebody so much that you just had to be in a relationship with them. And when you know what that point is when you're physically involved, you know, for some women it's, it's French kissing and you're in love. With some women, it's mm-hmm. further and further. And most women, once you've had sex with a man, you are connected to him, and he's not necessarily connected to you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really important to wait until you know where he's coming from. And and men, men are interesting about sex because a lot of times what will happen is the guy will say the same things to you if he's only sexually attracted and that's all he wants, or if he's emotionally, spiritually, and physically attracted in the search of a long-term relationship. And so Mm -hmm. it's hard for us initially to tell the difference between the man who really wants to be with us or a guy who's only sexually interested. So that's the reason why you really want to take time 
Because if a guy's only sexually interested in you haven't slept with him by three or four dates, he will leave and he will let you he'll just let you know that he's not there for you. Which is perfect. Uh-huh. I mean, what a great message to have. Hey, guess what? I only wanted sex. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's there is that that belief that men come to relationships um very differently than women do. And they say that, you know, attraction is so important and to men, women often will look for good character and not be as hung up on looks as men. Men, they're very quick to say yes, no. I'm going to I want to be with her long term. I consider her somebody of value. Um but they will sleep with somebody that they don't think has long-term potential. And um I've had I've had clients who don't listen to me and think that it's okay to just sleep with whoever, whenever. And they think they're being casual, and they're not, because the next day the dopamine, all the, you know, all the the oxytocin, everything gets released, and they start having expectations, whether they think they they would or not. Um, it's pretty hard to avoid that, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting, I've had clients that have done the same thing, and they'll say after the first time they sleep with the guy, they go, guess what, it wasn't that big of a deal, I don't care. And then the second time, they're all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so your body can trick you a teeny little bit. But, um, you know, I think that it's super important that you watch for for what men do rather than mm-hmm. what they say. Because guys, when they're feeling really passionate about you, it sounds like a great idea to say, wow, you're really special, or I've never met anybody like you. You make me feel really great. Those are honest feelings of a man who's turned on rather than of a man who is seeking a commitment. You you just can't tell, especially early on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or most women can't. Um, And, you know, men take a longer time to become vulnerable because when a guy commits, they more seriously commit. And I'm going to have a little caveat there. But women initiate over 70% of relationship breakups. So guys are understandably cautious. They they really think about things. But Mm -hmm. men also, if you're talking about commitment with a guy, ladies, this is super important. Find out what kind of commitment he's talking about. It was I had a class when I was first coaching about eight years ago. I did these classes, and we were talking about sex and commitment. And all the women said, yes, they wanted commitment before sex. And this guy raised his hand, and he said, well, exactly what kind of commitment are you talking about? Are you talking about commitment for that day, commitment for a week, commitment for the duration of the relationship or, or for a lifetime. What what are you talking about? And I just thought, whoa, I never thought that you could be committed for a day. <laughs> you know? Hmm. And then I had a client um a few years ago who said that when I told her the story, she said that she had been dating somebody who'd asked her for a commitment and they'd slept together and she saw him and another woman at the mall a week or two later and said, what happened to our commitment? And he said, oh, well, that was just for that day. So, (laughs) yeah. So you've got to be really clear when you're talking about 
a commitment and it's serious, think about what your future goals are. Mm-hmm. Because just like you wouldn't buy the first car you test drive drove without test driving other ones, you want to do the same thing with dating. You you want to be really clear on how things are working and what your visions of a possible future look like. Mm-hmm. Before you yeah, start that's getting a really good point. Yeah. Because guys know how to treat you. Right. And and if you're with a player, then he's going to say all the right things. Um, And even if you're not with a player, some guys, like you're saying, in the heat of the moment will say lovely things, but they're not saying, I'm committing to you. And so many women will hold on to the idea of the possibility that he might be her boyfriend without ever checking anything out, without ever stating what she needs and wants. And um, they're afraid of the answer. And like you said, if you know, if he's not pursuing you, then he's not interested. <laughs> I mean, it's the answer is pretty clear, but women can delude themselves um, for a long time. I mean, I've seen women do it for years. Right. Well, it's fantasy versus reality. It's how mm-hmm. you hope he would be versus how he actually is. Mm-hmm. And because men will say things, especially if they're a player, a man will say different things. But if he's not calling he's in touch with you every day, I know not everybody does phone calls every day, but if he's not in touch with you and seeing you multiple times a week, if he's not treating you like you're his girlfriend, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're not his girlfriend. A guy knows how to treat you. He knows how to treat a woman who he treasures. He instinctively knows how to ask you to be exclusive. He knows to ask you that you to be your girlfriend or to be engaged mm-hmm. or marrying marry him. He knows yeah. what he needs to do. And part of it, too, is women date men who say they're not ready for relationships. Because a lot of guys will literally tell you, I'm not ready for a relationship sometime in mm-hmm. the first date or two. And a woman will say, well, I'll wait with him until he's ready. Well, don't mm-hmm. do that. He's not ready. It means he's not ready. He's not making that up. Mhm. Yeah, it's true. Um, and so women need to give men a little more credit, also, that when they're really interested, they will they will show her. Um, and I think that's that's a really important thing um, that we don't have to create. We don't have to do it for them. That they actually, a strong, good guy is going to do it. He's going to, he's going to pursue a woman that he wants to, he wants to have in his life. Um, so let's talk more about um, some misunderstandings between women and men. Um, and so, what are some of the most common misunderstandings that you have found between men and women? I think one of them is that women feel that they need to take charge and, you know, be in control of the trajectory of the relationship, especially initially. You know, they want to immediately start pursuit and forget that once you start pursuing somebody or something, it's not going to be pursuing you. Only mm-hmm. one person in the equation is going to be the pursuer. So I think that it's really important that women understand that men really adore women. You know, they love just to be with feminine energy. 
They they like our bodies. They like our voice. They they like our presence. And to understand that just being there is really important and being playful and being positive is what you need to do in order to have him provide, if he's attracted to you, he will want to provide dates for you. He will want to make you happy. I think it's real hard for a lot of women to understand that one of a man's basic goals when he likes a woman or loves a woman is to make her happy. Mm-hmm. And that that just provides him an immense amount of satisfaction. Yep. And that appreciating his efforts and appreciating what he does can create a really good relationship and that you don't need to pay him back thing for thing. You know, when women compliment each other, it's often like, oh, Sandy, I really love your necklace. And then you would say, mm-hmm. oh, Annie, I really like your earrings or whatever. We we go e- We go equal for equal. But for a man, he gets a lot of satisfaction out of providing things for us. Of course, he gets to decide what those are, um, but, you know, he'll provide dates for us. He'll provide planning. Men love to plan, but you have to give them permission to plan and say, wow, uh-huh. I really love it. You planned for me. If you planned this date, and, and he may say, well, what sort of things do you like to do? And you can give him a few choices, and then he can take it from there. Um so I think that that's one of the real common misunderstandings. And then another yeah, I so is, agree. Yeah, I just want to say something about that planning thing because this is such a big issue with women over forty, over fifty. They have been so independent that they think they have to plan everything for everybody, and they de- they emasculate men all the time without even realizing it. So. You know, don't take away his ability to plan. Appreciate him for it. Give him some feedback. Don't think he's a, a wuss because he's asking you what you like. It's because he wants to please you. He wants to make you happy, you know. So I think that's that's a huge misunderstanding. Right. And what's really amazing is men come up with the best dates when you tell them to plan it. You know, just say, you know, if you keep it in these parameters, I'll be happy with whatever you choose. They can get really imaginative and innovative and romantic. Mm-hmm. And you're so much better off just allowing them to provide a great date because men are goal-oriented. And so if you say, I'd like you to plan, he'll say to himself, okay, how can I make her the happiest I can possibly make her? And, you know, what little details can I can I provide? And you can go on some really amazing dates if you just relax and not be invested in that the date has to go a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's have some more misunderstandings. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think one thing is that one of the misunderstandings is how men and women communicate because we communicate really by talking. And for us, talking a lot, and having long conversations means that we're really connecting. And guys connect by doing things together. If you Guys have been best friends with men that they don't know very much about their personal details, but that is the fact that you're doing things together makes a big difference. So a lot of it's about fun and about energy. Um, 
and what happens on dates is that we've trained men to ask us about, well, so what happened in your last relationship? All these personal kinds of questions. Um, and it's better for us if we're a little mysterious because guys are triggered more by dopamine, which is triggered by solving a problem, sexual attraction, having a challenge, those kind of things. And so for them, if we create not knowing everything about us to start off with gives him things to come back for. And one of the things I, I suggest with people is on your first dates, don't talk about your last relationships, what kind of relationship you're looking for, what you want. Just find out if you're going to have fun together. Are you enjoying mm-hmm. his company for right now? Because all of those topics are really appropriate as you continue dating into your third, fourth, fifth, sixth dates. They're really important. But most first dates don't end in a relationship. Most first dates, that's the first and last time you'll meet the person statistically. Mm-hmm. So just focus on enjoying and appreciating because appreciating is a huge amount of power for us, the power of Mm -hmm. our appreciating them. And um, when you go on a first date, you can appreciate his planning, the place he chose, the fact that he's going to most likely pay for you, the fact that he came out to wherever you've agreed to meet, and I suggest that you allow the guy to come as close to you as humanly possible. Don't, don't, don't compromise. We often will think, oh, geez, you know, he lives 20 miles away. I should travel 10 miles and he should travel 10 miles. So have him travel to you. And then you pay him back with appreciation. It's, a, it's almost mm-hmm. like a currency. I think that's a really huge thing. I um, love that. Another, I so agree, yeah. I yeah, think another, another thing, thing is when guys are talking a lot on the first few dates, you know, they just talk and talk about themselves, and we think, oh, my goodness, the guy doesn't even want to connect. Now all he can do is talk about himself. He's being a peacock. He's just trying to tell you why he's worthwhile. He doesn't mean necessarily that he's self-centered. It means that he wants to impress you badly, and he doesn't know how to do it, but he's doing it in the male way. And they think so differently than we do that they it's not instinctive to them to have the same kind of conversational rapport as women. Women talk to connect and men talk to inform. Men like to get to the point. You notice when you've been in a relationship for a while and you're trying to describe something to your partner or your husband with ends up happening is they say, okay, so get to the point and mm-hmm. rather than tell the story because we love to tell long, convoluted stories. Men, men have stories too, but not about their everyday things. And the guy wants to get to the point and we're not always sure what the point is, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the way that our brains work differently. Yes, that is such a good point and I was just talking to a good friend who's been married for about 35 years 
And she and her husband and I, were we were all sitting together, and I was talking about this, and she goes, yeah, he's always asking me to just get to the point because he can't hear the whole story, but we see everything is connected, and we want to know that we stopped the Bloomingdale's on the way to meeting Sally, who, you know, was used to go out with Jim, who, you know, but he's now married to the, you know, he doesn't care about any of that stuff. It's like, what, what is the point? Um, so that's that's a great tip. Um, I'm noticing the time. We have about two minutes left. Um, so I want to be able to um, talk about any more misunderstandings, if you have them, or if you have any other great tips to leave us with. Well, I think one of them is that you're, the man in your life isn't going to be somebody that you can talk to exactly in the same way as your girlfriend. Right? He's he's going mm-hmm. to be able to talk with you and connect with you but, but he's never going to be a woman. And um one of the things that we often do with guys is we we talk so much that he feels that he doesn't have a chance and that he's being um he you know, he doesn't he's never going to connect as you pointed out with your Bloomingdale's example, he doesn't have that same way of of seeing the world, and that one of the things we can do is receive the way he sees the world and appreciate it. I think that that is uh, super important. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. And I think, I, yeah, and I think, for ladies, if you're when you're dating at first, really revealing too much early on is just never a good idea. You know, um, we really, it's really important to just go out and meet people and not commit to someone unless they want to and share the same vision of a future. And continue meeting and dating other people until then. Very, very good advice, Annie Gleason. I really appreciate all of what you shared today. And, And the word appreciate came up so many times, and I think women, if you take away nothing else, um, appreciate the men in your life and don't expect them to be women. Um, so um, you can find Annie at getalife. Is it dot net? It's it's get a get a love life. A love life. Sorry, <laughs> get a life and a love life. Getalovelife. dot <laughs> net. And um, and thank you again for being my guest today. This was a really very informative show. Thank you so much, Sandy. I really appreciate the opportunity to to talk with you and your audience. Thank you. So thank you so thank much. You. And thank you, everyone, for listening today, and I hope that you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.